Hey, Colin, it's Cody. Hey, I had a question for you, man. Um, I haven't heard a gamer health update from you in a while. I know it's been a few months since you've uh, turned things around, and, you know, we started that channel up on the Audio Dungeon Discord, so I was just uh, wanted to check in and see how you're progressing. Um, I, myself, have been dropping weight, which is cool, and uh, trying to transition into building up some endurance uh, for a running event that I'm going to participate in in a few months. So. All right, bud, take it easy. Hello, hello, I'm Colin Green, and you are listening to Spike Pit, episode 140. So, at the top of the show, we heard from Cody M, No Safe For You is his podcast, and he had a question for me. Basically, what's going on with the game of health? There's been no update from me, and I can explain that quite quickly, and in a straightforward manner, I have derailed myself on that um, since about Easter. It just fell by the wayside. Haven't weighed myself. Haven't I haven't really um, gone gone silly with my diet or anything like that. But I got really busy at work. I think it kind of got sidelined a little bit. Haven't been sleeping so great, and my energy levels have been a little bit down. So um, I am aware of this, and I have to back at it. I uh, I got used to having protein, and uh, that's fallen by the wayside a little bit. And I'm convinced I feel a, a few more aches and pains as a result of that. So um, I'm going to pick up my protein again. But sounds good that... Uh, You're still getting some weight down, Cody, working on your endurance. And I can't remember when you said your run is happening, but um, perhaps give us an update on that. Uh, But that's where I stand with it. Bit, bit disappointing, but um, that's how that's how it goes. I always find these things pretty difficult to maintain over the long term. That's quite enough about my lack of self-discipline. Let's get to some call-ins. Got some feedback from previous episodes hey colin tim shorts from gothridge manor i finally got around to listening to the uh episode where you answered my questions and those were fantastic episodes i'm just going to throw you my favorite episode of the, that series is for me it's got to be the heartbreaker one where robin gets killed uh you know at the, the conclusion of the i guess you guys your guys is England seasons just baffle me, but I guess it was the second one cycle or whatever. I can never keep track of where one begins and where one ends. But yeah, it was when the last uh, episode where Michael Perry goes down, and I was, I don't, I don't think I was, ex- I was expecting it. So like I'm, I'm eating dinner and it's like Robin just died. What, what? So oh, you might want to put a spoiler on this just in case if anybody, you know, hasn't seen it in the past. I don't know, forty years. So. <laughs> All right, Colin, thanks for answering my questions. I appreciate it. Even. And, uh... Hey, Spike Pit, it's Whisk, and I want to say thank you for answering the food question and the Patreon. Very cool. It is cool. It It, it is, does show support, and I love how everyone just kind of like supports each other. It's just great fun. All right, that's it for me. We are home from the bookstore. Hello. This that's Tim. That was <laughs> a weak woo. That was a weak woo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bye, Colin. See you later, Colin. 
awesome guys yeah no problem at all tim and ivy shorts we've got ivy the happy whisk and tim from goffridge manor doing a kind of doing the double with uh tim <laughs> tim appearing on ivy's message and i'm trying to think did ivy appear on tim's message the first one don't i don't think so but yeah yeah if you're if you're wondering yes they're married it can get confusing <laughs> it's the drive to the bookstore on the road again and yeah i can't i can't make out a tv series um and Robin Robin and Sherwood it is all a bit of a jumble in my mind now when when the different stuff happens as I said I'm I'm working back through it I haven't seen the episode where Robin dies I haven't seen that for years uh but I do remember it being a shock you're quite right Tim and I ah oh, now I'm sort of almost tempted to skip forward a few episodes and and pick that one up watch it again but I mustn't do it I mustn't do it Speaking of Robin Hood, I don't know if anybody ever got Rocket Robin Hood or if that was just a Canadian thing that was on CBC television. Uh, <clears throat> just uh, CBC is basically the BBC of Canada. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it was really good. It was sort of stop motion, kind of weird. Anyway, let me know. Now there is a blast from the past. Rocket Robin Hood. I'd almost forgotten about it. <laughs> I loved Rocket Robin Hood when I was a kid. I, I actually... Oh, now, it's probably a good while ago since I, I checked it out. But I went back to see if I could pick up some episodes on something like YouTube. And <laughs> it looks super dated, really dated. It's one of them cartoons that uh, when there's a like a fight scene... They use the same little bits of animation uh, every week and just kind of chop them around. And uh, I think uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends used to do a similar thing. But I guess I noticed it when I was a kid, but I didn't really care because all the action, whilst it's going on in the screen, you've also got that that alternative thing, a, a parallel episode going on in your mind at the same time i don't know if that's just me but uh wow yeah rocket robin hood and thanks for calling in shane it's shane ward of gilligan's isle of add and uh we must be doing an episode of that mate i haven't haven't heard what you're up to lately i'd uh that'd be really cool all this talk of robin hood's got me thinking again i need to Get back to my uh, campaign source book that I picked up, the old Iron Crown Enterprises one that uh, has a couple of settings for a, an outlaw type of game set around the the idea of Robin Hood. It's uh, a Sherwood one and a Forrester Dean variant. I, d I don't know whether to use them whole cloth or just take bits out of them. Uh, they are, it is quite a dense book. It's got some rich detail in there and I don't always do so well with masses of information so I'll probably end up picking and picking out and choosing my favorite bits and dropping them into an existing campaign I um talking to campaigns I played another session of basic fantasy 
RPG last night. It's I think I think it was session ten. So we're, I'm, I'm slated to run another couple of sessions. Although everybody said, you know, that they're, they're they're not too they're not going to hold me to it. They're not too fast if we do a few more or less or or whatever suits the story. And we did move move things on quite a lot. Some of the missing links uh, have started to fall into place for the players. I think they're, they're getting a handle on, or at least getting some theories on what's going on with regards to these caravan raids. They went back to the Tomb of the Serpent Kings and found it had been inhabited by a, a, a kind of a, a group of hobgoblins and various um, kind of creatures like they, they've got some dogs they it would appear they have some trained ravens and there's certainly been some sightings of goblin uh, animal ha- handlers things like that so that's getting quite interesting they've run into a patrol out of morgan's fort who've been investigating the various incidents and they've put together a, speaking to the npc who's a captain in the guard they've they've now got an idea of a little bit of a timeline that goes from the original raid up till day 20 which is where they are in uh in the campaign timeline i thought it it went a lot better this week session wise they um had a, a better focus we started off with a fight so that got things going then there's a little bit of drama because there's a difference of opinion within the party whether to carry on or to retreat. They sort of sorted that out. Then the uh, the raiders from this camp were in pursuit of the of the party, and uh, yeah, it just kind of drove drove the session along, have, having having a little bit of a clearer direction. So that was good news. Next session we'll be starting. With the characters back in Morgan's Fort, I'll probably go for a one-week downtime. Try those rules again. I'm taking from 5e with a little bit of adaption. I've drawn up a list of options for downtime that I think I'll send out to the characters in advance to give them a little time to think about what they're going to do and see if we can get that wrapped up in something like 15, 20 minutes. Have... um, a little bit of a recap and and sort out how the party wish to continue their plan and deal with these raiders. So this session has given some structure beyond the session going into the next session. So I like that as well. Um, and yeah, still looking for thoughts on downtime. Ha- haven't had any calls regarding that. So. I'm really curious as to what people are doing with their downtime. Managed to get a couple of online sessions of RPG goodness at the weekend, playing in the Ash game with Dungeon Muser Kevin. Um, And Mr Hobbs popped in this week. I hadn't seen him for a little while, so that was good to um, game with Mr Hobbs and the rest of the gang. Bunch, I always have fun in that session, and we were kind of um, staking out this fort and we've begun an assault on the um, on the bad guys to try and free some prisoners that we've um, we've we've promised to kind of get back 
for our um, Tiger Centaur people, Wimix or Wimix or something. But yeah, that was great fun. I was, I was enjoy those sessions, and um, Kevin's uh, such an enthusiastic DM. I find it quite infectious. Also, interestingly, played a game with Cody M. Now, this was quite amusing because it was Star Wars 5e. I forget who, who's put this together, but with all my talk about 5e recently and that, Cody has kindly invited me to, to play in that game. And um, it's basically like he's he's got a bit of a family group, uh, cousins and nephews, and, and it, it struck me that, when I uh, jumped on the hangout and, and we were all chatting and one thing and another, it's, it was a bit like I'd barged in on a, a Thanksgiving meal or something like that. Because <laughs> everybody knew each other and uh, obviously I, there's me, old Spike Pit from across the pond, um, the odd one out. But man, they, 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 they seemed like a great crew. We had a, a good game and I'll tell you, I thought the... Um, the 5e adaptation or hack for want of a better word for star wars is really good it's got super nice production some great ideas they've got a thing called techno casting which is well from what i can make out it's like um where they've taken s certain spell effects and uh, and magic from the fantasy version, the Dungeons and Dragons 5e, and made it usable in the Star Wars universe, but it's become kind of like a technology. So they've turned turned magic into this technology and called it techno casting, which I thought was a bit of a strange name, but that basically explains what it is. So. Um, but I got a, I'm playing a Jawa who doesn't speak the language, so from a role playing point of view, that's quite difficult. He can understand it, but if you can imagine like Chewie in the films, he's just grunting and making noises. I, I tried to do that a little bit and gesticulate and and like tug on people's arms and and try and do the thing like you're getting uh, in the old Lassie uh, episodes where you know Lassie comes running up and. <laughs> oh, you know, everybody seems to magically know what Lassie's on about. So that that was quite a challenge. But it was great fun. We were on um, on this planet. We've got to kind of raid this Imperial base. We managed to sort of shoot down a scout trooper, recovered some some loot in the form of the uh, scout trooper's helmet, which in, in the game is, is pretty cool. It gives you advantage on sight and hearing rolls and then on my bucket list as a jawa was um riding a speeder bike and we we captured this speeder bike in p in, in one piece i made like this i used my techno casting to to fire like an eye to do like an ion attack to neutralize this bike and bring it down but uh, i believe that failed uh, and this, this ranger type character that I was with shot the guy, shot the trooper off off the off the speeder bike, and it uh, it was randomly determined that it 
it didn't get smashed up, so we've recovered that, which is super cool. I always wanted to fly a speeder bike. So if you're listening, Cody, thanks for the uh, invite to that. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to the next session, which I believe is not this, this week, but next week. There we have it. I want to say a few quick thank yous. Firstly, for the patrons over at Spike Pit Patron, we've got the pit crew. Thanks, guys, for your generosity and ongoing support. Next up, for the people that have called in, we've got Goffridge Manor, Tim Shorts and Ivy Shorts to Happy Whisk. At the top of the show, we heard from Cody M., the uh, No Safe For You podcast, and I'd like to thank Cody once again for his for inviting me to his 5e Star Wars game. And Shane Ward, Gilligan's Isle of ADD, with his blast from the past, Rocket Robin Hood. Hope you're all well, guys. Thanks thanks for the call-ins. You know, they, they, I find them really encouraging, and they, they're, they're my inspiration for doing these episodes. Now, talking of uh, call-ins, I'm going to close out the show with uh, something for you to ponder. This is from... Che Webster of the very awesome Roleplay Rescue. He's picking up on a previous episode where I was talking about less is more. I'm going to roll my end credits now. Hang on for Shay's closing thoughts. Thank you to you, the listener. Take care and I'll catch you later. Hey Colin, it's Che. Less is more. Hmm, less is more what? Um, in the context of rules, for me, less rules means more space, I guess. Uh, creative space, perhaps, for the GM. Uh, space to rule. But one of the realities of gaming, surely, is that if we make a ruling, to be consistent, we're going to have to write that ruling down and create what is effectively a rule. To me, rules like games are games that haven't been played very much, or at least not been played long enough to become consistent. So less is more means I have to do and I get to do the rulings uh, if I have less rules. Um, but over time, that's going to accrete. That's going to, you know, it's going to grow and you're going to end up with a lot of rules. Less rules to start with is great. But over time, you're just going to have lots of rules. So, you know, to be consistent, you've got to suck that up. <laughs>